Hello there. It's time for Most Things Kenobi. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Lauren. And I'm your host, Leanne. And this week, it's time to talk about episode five of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Wow. <laughs> That's how we start every show. Just, Just wow. wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this was a lot. I'm still peeling myself up off the floor. I, truly. I mean, truly. This was, this was an episode. It was like just for you i feel like I, they had so many good things in there for you i mean i'm just gonna go ahead and say thanks a personal thanks for the shit that made me scream when i watched it i i i'm very happy i'm happy i'm content i'm gonna keep my volume down so i don't blow people's eardrums out but if i wasn't recording something semi-professional I would be squeeing right now. <laughs> but not over everything. Yeah. And not well, over everything. Like with, with every episode, there are things, there are things, but there are some amazing things that happen. Let me describe to you my actions as I was watching the episode, because it went okay. a little something like this. It was hand over the mouth, jaw on the floor, and I held it for so long, I forgot that I had my hand over my mouth with my jaw on the floor. It was just so many sequences of just delightful Star Wars happiness that I forgot that I was cupping my hand over my mouth. And I was like, you need to breathe, Leanne. You need to breathe. You need to breathe. I was say, it's a good thing you didn't suffocate. It was just, it, it, boy, oh boy. Holy shit. Like, Oh, <laughs> that's all we're gonna do for this episode to just make oh. sounds. Hmm. <laughs> this is an all sound effect episode brought to you by me and my heavy breathing. Like, <laughs> it's the audio equivalent of emojis. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> but you and I have talked. We've shared a few thoughts on it. Yes. I think this episode is going to be a little different, believe it or not, because you and I are having different opinions on a lot of the stuff in the episode, which is totally fine. Yeah, it's really rare that that happens between you and me, honestly. We, we're we like in the same, we share like the same space brain. We do. <laughs> we do. And we usually, if we nitpick something, we usually agree on it. So I'm curious yeah. to see where this episode goes, because me and you only spoke a little bit. Like, yeah. again, my heavy breathing Ex expressed over text messages doesn't really cover it or voice messages too yeah i i'm the shit today because i don't i didn't really like the episode and it's not for nitpicking reasons that right i just you told it. me so, initially that it was editing right yes it, it truly is and i've rewatched it three times and this is an editing cinematography nightmare <laughs> It's Which so I bad. trust your opinion on it because that's what you studied. Yeah, it is my degree. It's my my university little certificate says that I can <laughs> say bad things about movies. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> well, no. And like there are things that I really liked about it, but the stuff that detracted from it detracted so much that I, I still haven't found a way to like the episode too much yet. 
um, there, but there are things I do really like about it. So as we've said in the past, just because maybe there are things I don't like doesn't mean overall that I've thrown my hat in and I'm, I'm over it. I'm still yeah. like, there are still things that I think were very good. It's really the execution that I had a problem with. Well, I'm, I'm curious to get into the details of that. If I were to sum it up from my point of view, I, I, I mean, don't make fun of me. I won't make fun. <laughs> this is a safe space, Leanne. If I could say I that know. I didn't like it and you're not mad at me, then you can say whatever you want and I won't make fun of you. Okay, well, this is what I'm about to say. And I don't think I've said it to you yet. But I think it's one of the best things Star Wars has ever given us, given us as a fan. And I am so pleased with what they gave us. Do I think there were problems intertwined? Sure. But when are there not? Well, opposite of you. The greatness of what I saw overpowered the problems that I encountered. So you and I are exact opposites. But you know what that means? That the scales of the Libra scale are balanced. We have have brought balance to the force of episode five. (laughs) Well, I just, I I hate to even talk about, like, even, like, give my opinion this week. Because we always say that we're, like, a positive space and that we don't talk shit about stuff. And, like, I have no, in, like, wish to take the wind out of anyone's sails on this. You know, like, it oh. took the wind out of my sails. I've been, like, sad basically since the episode came out because I, I thought it was not that good. And so, like, to, like, not like it was really disappointing. Like, I want to like it. I really do. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I will brainwash myself into liking oh, it no. eventually. No, here's the difference with <laughs> Here's the difference with most things, Kenobi. We're not shit-talking the fandom. We're not shit-talking Deborah Chow. We're not shit-talking the actors and the actresses. We're not saying, like, everything's ruined now that there's this problem that we may have detected. You know, it's like we're allowed to have our opinions whether whether they differ or they're the same. But we don't need to be a toxic fan. And I don't think that either of us are that. Well, we try. I think we do the opposite where we try very hard to make sure that people have a safe place to voice their opinion and yeah. most people have you know very positive things to say but any anytime we've posted anything about ray we get a lot of really cruel comments oh, yeah. not yeah. to us but about that character and yeah. we don't post that kind of stuff like that's no. not the kind of criticism we participated yeah anything just fyi for listeners anything that i'm gonna criticize in this episode is not meant as like well that fucking sucked and i'm never watching it again that's what i'm saying yeah it's definitely there are people like like that out there who are very loud and unfortunately we see those opinions more because they're the loudest i mean the squeaky wheel you know gets the oil but like right Sometimes the wheels in this fandom don't get the oil. They don't get it. So <laughs> sometimes the wheels are broken and the broken fandom. they're just broken and need to be discarded. Anyway. Yeah. We don't go anywhere. We get stuck. <laughs> That's right. Square wheels. There. Square anyway. Wheels. What would you like to tackle for episode five first? Well, the warning at the beginning. Right? My mom asked me about it. Oh yeah. Yeah, and she's like, what, what was in that episode? And I, I think it was the Order 66 business. It's on every episode now. Oh, it is. Yeah, because I thought the same thing. And then oh. I had to check something. And I went back and I was like, ah, so someone bitched about Obi-Wan yes. being burned alive. Somebody complained. Not yeah. us. <laughs> nope. 
Maybe someone with children who wasn't expecting to see someone set on fire with their kids in the room or something. But yeah, so it's, it's on all of the... I mean, it's the first time ever they've put like a, a graphic content sort of warning on anything Star Wars, except when George Lucas said about Revenge of the Sith, like, maybe don't bring your kids to this. But right, I thought that was pretty interesting. Because at the end, I was like, hmm. I don't think anything in this episode was worse than setting Obi-Wan on fire. This is true, but I didn't realize that it was at the beginning of every episode now. That is, that's interesting. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. Well, okay, so it starts right in. Yeah. With the flashback. Yeah, and it's not Obi-Wan's flashback. It's Anakin's. Yeah. I, and it, part of me even wondered if it's not even a real flashback, if it's just like some scenario that like Vader has created in his mind. True. To like rationalize his behavior now. But like e- either way, like I thought it was great. And something I noticed is where they're sparring yeah. is where the younglings are attacked in episode one. Well, doesn't that just tie all together? Yeah, it's That's... it's pretty brilliant. I... First of all, I was not expecting any flashbacks because I thought no. we'd had our moment. Again, yeah. I was disappointed it wasn't Clone Wars armor flashbacks only because I want to yes. see them in it. It's just such a a tiny thing that I want. But we got flashbacks. They did their very best to try and hide their ages. It, it is what it is. <laughs> and the Leanne. mullet came back. The hair. The hair was back. And I was so upset. I'm still upset. <laughs> My heart is literally, I have sadness deep in my heart. That was even, it was even worse, I think, because it was like short on top. Like it was two or three haircuts in one and I just, I want to sob. It was bad extensions. Yes. Obi-Wan had a real bad weave. Okay. <laughs> it was really bad. I know. I was thinking, I think I was saying to Clone Wars Collector earlier today, I was like, at least it's not a wig. Like, you can tell it's extensions. But honestly, I think it's worse. I don't know. It's It wasn't even roller brushed and air air dried. It, it, they didn't even bother. It was just feathered. It was just flat and weird, short around his face and long. I mean, that is a mullet. But Anakin's little tail was just as bad. Yeah, honestly, he looked, he made it look good. <laughs> Next to Obi-Wan's hair, it looked fantastic. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I will say this. It was so good to see them using their lightsabers to get together again. And I will say this. I will say this till the day I die. Come at me. I don't care. Nobody handles a lightsaber better than Hayden Christensen. He did the yeah. twirly thing. He's in control. He he. It's the dance that I want from someone wielding a lightsaber. It's not a hacking, you know, and yeah. aggressive, messy thing. It's a dance. And and it's Hayden had it back in the day and he still got it. And Yeah, he still got it. Mm-hmm. It was great to fucking see. And the best part about the flashbacks were the point where they they were like kneeling and like they came in and they were crouched in front of each other with their lightsabers mm-hmm. held. Like I two pieces. Moment. Of the yin and the yang that they always talk about, especially in the novelization of Revenge of the Sith. Like, yes, they are two pieces of the same. What is it? Person? Jedi? Puzzle? Yeah, I don't know. They, they really it, but are. It was, it was well, I, I, I really loved the symbolism and the dance and the performance of all of it. The hair was terrible. The de-aging shit 
failed. It's fine. I get it. Hayden's not 20 anymore. It is what it is. <laughs> I can. That is fine. Like, I, I can handle that. It's it. At least that is less jarring than like if they CGI'd him totally like yeah, what they yeah, do yeah. with Luke. And yeah. as good as Luke has looked in the Book of Boba Fett, like... You weren't going to be able to move like these two did with a CGI no. face. Like, I just can't get over how well Hayden handles. I just, I'm just in awe every single time I see him flip it. <laughs> I, I just... Yes. Like, he's got that signature, like, it twirls behind his it's back. Like beautiful. It's so good. That shit gives me a fucking boner every time I see it. I don't care. <laughs> fucking A. I am a little disappointed that... They went with Attack of the Clones age and not Revenge of the Sith age. Well, it's because he's still learning. I know. And it's all about like like what the lesson was ultimately at the end. Because as yes. the the flashbacks move, progress, they mirror what's happening in the quote, yeah. present day. Yes, which I liked. I actually liked the fact that Obi-Wan was always one step ahead of Anakin even now. Because he knew it's his brother. It's his best friend. And he knows nothing's changed. He's still the haughty, just aggressive, impatient student he always had. Just he's in a black suit now and and maimed forever, you know? So one of the complaints I have is I don't have a good sense of whether or not, like, who won that, (laughs) you know? It's very obvious in the flashbacks that Obi-Wan was the master there and, like, Anakin was learning and ultimately kind of, like, failed because of his pride or whatever. In the present day... I can't really tell because of the way they ended the episode, which talking about it now is like really jumping ahead. But like they show the sequence where Obi-Wan disarms Anakin without a weapon mm-hmm. and says like your need for victory blinds you or whatever the, the exact yeah, phrase is that he says. Then Anakin instantly uses that against Riva. Yeah. Like right away, proving that like he now knows, like is in control in the way that Obi-Wan was. Between Vader and Reva, Vader has the high ground. But when it comes to like Vader versus Obi-Wan, I don't really know if Obi-Wan was successful. Like I, I'm not really convinced that he was. I'm even wondering if he's playing still right into Vader's hands. Well, the, he, I think there's two things going on. There's the internal problems that Vader's dealing with with his own people. And then there's the external relationship issues going on with Obi-Wan and this small pack of rebels, but mostly just Mm Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan did win with getting the innocents off that planet and getting Leia off that planet. The battle is not done between these two. Like, obviously. I don't know where it's going because the last shot we see is poor, precious protect him forever luke skywalker sleeping in bed so it's obviously coming back to tatooine in some in some way we know vader can't know about his kids because of you know original trilogy shit so i'm not sure how this is gonna go down i know we're skipping ahead we are but like it it also ties to i mean the whole episode is tied together so i guess skipping around is okay but like with the the grand inquisitor comes back at the end Mm -hmm. while reva's laying there on on the ground like dying Mm -hmm. vader just stands there while the grand inquisitor you know takes her amulet off and vader says that her usefulness has come to an end Mm -hmm. and it's like that's why i'm not convinced now like whatever they were doing with the flashbacks is now it was almost like a red herring to the audience because it's like 
So Vader knew who Reva was the whole time. That's mm-hmm. why he called her youngling. He clearly mm-hmm. knew who she was. He was using her from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And now, like, doesn't have a need for her, be- but is still, like, Obi-Wan got away. Obi-Wan didn't get away. Clearly, Vader, like, this has to be some, like, larger plan at play, right? Because he's got well, the Grand Inquisitor back. Like, right. So they're they're still fucked. <laughs> That's what the guy wrote down. Fucking poor Leia is on another goddamn ship with a broken hyperdrive well, trying to outrun do you Darth think, Vader. <laughs> where do you think her impatience for this bullshit came from? <laughs> she ended up with a man who had a ship that perpetually would never fucking work. So, like, her annoyance with this shit started early. Like, Right? We just repeat our childhoods over and over, I think. Yeah. I want to talk about my favorite part which was Darth Vader literally just playing with Reva. The amount of power he has, he didn't even bother to take his lightsaber out. Yeah. He was owning her ass. And the whole time. Moses Ingram's acting, I could feel her like struggling against Vader, even though, I mean, it's acting, right? But it felt like she was actually, when she was screaming, against the force that vader was using against her i felt that shit Mm -hmm. and i was like gasping man i I was i liken it to this to this uh analogy if you will you ever have a favorite music artist who sings your favorite song and then you go to see him or her in concert and you can't wait for them to sing that song and then they do and they perform it perfectly and you're so happy but if they perform it like some remix or some slowed down piano version or some, you're like pissed, right? Because it yes. changes the total song, okay? Yeah. Vader performed exactly how I want my fucking Darth Vader to perform. That is the dude that scares the piss out of me, who owns my respect because he just fucking, he just flung that woman effortlessly around. And that yeah. is what I want out of my original characters. I want my original characters to maintain. I don't want them to fuck with them. I don't want to fuck mm-hmm. them. <laughs> don't fuck with them. And I was so scared that we were going to see something that was just going to, like, ruin it, right? And I didn't mm-hmm. see I I was so happy. No, I think they've done Vader very well. Very well. They've, like, really executed him. And, like, I'm sorry, but, like, when he was holding that ship down with one fucking hand... And then Holy shit. just rips the sides of it out. I rips was like, that, that out. was fucking amazing. I that was the moment where I cupped my hand over my mouth and I didn't take it away until we were done with Riva. Like that that was the whole sequence. <laughs> I was just like, oh my fucking god, what is happening? This is great. Oh my god. And so okay, we got a lot of parallels with him grabbing that ship. I was thinking mm-hmm. Starkiller. I was thinking Ahsoka in, in Clone Wars Season 7. I was thinking mm-hmm. Rey in mm-hmm. Rise of Skywalker. I mean, we have a lot of instances of people pulling ships out of the air. But you've got to be really fucking strong. Think of the amount of people he's he's in in a league of people who have pulled ships out of the air. Those are some strong motherfuckers. Yeah, seriously. Two of them were his apprentice. He walked in that cave, lifted his hand, and took that ship out of the air. Oh my god, if I didn't fucking die. And it did, that was just the beginning. And he, yeah. like you said, he ripped those panels out and surprise, no one's in there. And yeah, zoom, because there they go. I liked, I liked that moment a lot because it was, it followed that moment in the flashback where yes. everyone says to him, your need for victory blinds you. And there he was doing it again. So it was like, 
interesting how they were showing that Obi-Wan really knew him very well, especially yeah. when he said he hasn't the patience for a siege. And everyone's like, yeah. oh, how do you know that? It's and like, because like... he really does know him. And then Vader also shows that Anakin learned very well from Obi-Wan, but not all the way, because his not pride still got in the way of him learning the true meaning of the lesson. And you see that so beautifully performed by Hayden. And like that, to yeah. me, getting to see him come back to this character as a much more mature man and like Mm -hmm. a more mature actor like he was great in the prequels he had that beautiful smile you know that was very disarming which we finally we got to see again oh it was it was everything i was but his his performance was so like nuanced Mm -hmm. when obi-wan said those things to him you could just see the like disappointment was so obvious and not even because like he was disappointed that he didn't do it. It's like that he, he wasn't getting the respect from Obi-Wan that he felt he deserved, whether or not that's justified. That goes back to their entire story and how yeah. he always felt. Yeah. Ewan, Ewan gave that smile. You know, that smile. We got that <laughs> smile from Hayden and we got that smile from Ewan. And it was yeah. comforting as a Star Wars fan. Yeah, that's a really good word for it. It was like being young again. You know, I saw yeah. those movies in the theater. I don't think very highly of them, but they're part of the story. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. these two actors are back. I, I mean, if you'd have told me in 2022 they'd be owning this year, I would I'd laugh in your face back in 1999. <laughs> like, yes, what? seriously. You know? <laughs> They got a lot of shit at the time. I hope that Hayden is happy. I hope he's proud right now. I hope so, Because too. we're proud of him. Honestly, I think it was, like, a big deal for both of the actors. We saw it a lot at Celebration. That, like, mm-hmm. it's, like, the first time they really realized how deeply loved those characters are by yeah. the fandom. And, like, not just because it's, like, a classic character. It's because of their particular performance. Like, without those performances and without the prequels, there isn't Clone Wars. There isn't Rebels. There's Mm-mm. not Bad Batch. You don't get any of that. Mm-mm. Those shitty prequels that everyone hated on are the reason we have anything yeah. now. Absolutely. Because otherwise, it was just going to be the original trilogy, and that was kind of that. And it's been really, really nice as a fan to see the positive side for at least Hayden and Ewan. I know Moses Ingram has not had such a positive experience, which really just fucking breaks my well, heart. But we love her here, and plenty of people do. do. She's getting a lot more support, and it's what we said earlier: the the people who scream the loudest are the ones, but they're not the majority. Yeah, you know, they're not. So, yeah. And I think that was the same, and Ewan has even said this in interviews, that, like, that was probably the same with the prequels. Oh, yeah. It was just there wasn't social media or anything, so the people who loved it couldn't get their voices heard. It's really just, I just feel, like, really proud of Hayden, which is stupid because I don't know him. No, I just <laughs> so, said like, that, too. I hope yeah. he feels proud because I'm proud of him. You're proud of him. Yeah. There's so many people out there who were just so happy to see him smile again in the role of Anakin Skywalker. I mean, holy shit, what we got in this episode. Like, wow. (laughs) Well, and to get to see, like, he's, I know he's inside the Vader suit, but we we don't know that. It literally could be anyone in there. Like, I know that he's got the physicality, but, like, that they gave him a scene where, like, he got to act with his face. Yeah. You know, like, really right. got to show himself. I think that was really a beautiful thing. I'm really glad they gave that. I would love more if they want to give us more next episode. I'd love yeah. to see that. But 
Yeah, I was kind of hoping maybe like, okay, so they started with Attack of the Clone flashbacks in this one. Maybe the last episode, they'll give us Clone Wars flashbacks to wrap it all up. I mean, I wasn't expecting it. (laughs) I'm having like a moment. Yeah, please. please. Wouldn't it make sense, though? They start a lesson with Attack of the Clones and wrap it up next episode in the finale with like the big thing that we all want, you know, and if they don't do it, it's fine. It's fine. We'll survive. (laughs) We got what we got. I mean, fucking Vader is ripping holes out of ships that he just yeeted out of the air. Like, (laughs) I'm good. I'm good for a long time, folks. (laughs) I just have to say, though, that like as fun as it was to see them fighting each other and like it was very reminiscent of the way they fought in um, Revenge of the Sith. The part where Anakin is like, mercy doesn't defeat the enemy or whatever. I was just like, if I was Obi-Wan, it'd be like, red flag number 6,572,000. Like, it's like, this is... We see that. (laughs) We see that repeated so much throughout the Clone Wars. Like, yeah, he argues against the mercy that the Jedi consistently show. Yeah. So when he turns, why was that a surprise to anybody? Like, it's the opposite of everything the Jedi stand for. Mm-hmm. Like, that's insane to me. Yeah. Like, it's all about, like, domination, which is a Sith ideal. Like, I don't understand. Like, well, you know, denial just ain't a river. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean- no, it's also called Obi-Wan Kenobi. Straight <laughs> well, up denial. I mean, Yoda... Yoda fucking denied all kinds of shit. He was up in the Chancellor's ass all the time and didn't see it. You know what I mean? So, (laughs) and there's all kinds of problems. That's a different episode, but. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) We should just do like a Red Flags episode. A Red Flags. (laughs) Can we do a Red Flags episode? That would be actually fucking brilliant. I'm putting it on the list. It's like a series we do. Red Flag series. (laughs) Red Flag series. The ironic part of his little mercy doesn't save anyone is that luke's mercy literally saved him yes mm-hmm can i okay let's just kind of like go back through the episode sure. a little bit since let's, we kind of jumped around we gotta we gotta talk about some of the sad things there because i There's cried a lot. yeah like for, well, just really quick like why does he put on a jedi robe now i think it's a misuse of of like costume as symbolism they don't need it they don't that was for last episode or yeah, whatever, yeah. the episode where he, like, rescues Leia. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they show the Jedi lightsabers, and then he picks up a robe, and he puts it on. It's like, why now? Like, when Obi-Wan fights, he always takes his robe off. It's true. I mean, there is the actual meme of him dropping the <laughs> robe. Like, <laughs> one of my favorite memes of all time. <laughs> Did you like the, like, I noticed this too. And do you remember it was, was it David on Patreon was saying that the first three episodes were very similar to the prequels? Yes. I, yes, it I'm was. seeing now that the last three episodes are very similar to the original trilogy. And this one was very much like Hoth. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I got Hoth vibes a lot. And like, even when Obi-Wan is giving his speech, like everyone, you know, blah, 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 we, they're stronger. And that was like Leia giving Leia. her speech to her squadron. And then somebody steps up and goes, all right, everybody, let's go. You heard the band. Like, it's yeah. the same thing that happens it is. in Hoth. And yes. I thought that was kind of cool. It, it's so evident how Leia ends up the way she does. Not that she yeah. is, you know, it didn't, she didn't have it in her, you know, just naturally. But she is picking up all of these things from all. And when she asked about Tala, I, I felt so, I mean, yeah, that was awful. But when they, when she said, give me a ladder. <laughs> 
Yes. I, I never felt more proud. I said, this bitch, her entire life has always just had to do it herself to get shit done. You know what I mean? <laughs> but she pulled those little gloves out of her pocket and like put them on like she was. Yes. That was so precious. I loved that. I loved also that Obi-Wan showed so much faith in her. Yes. He trust you trust me? I trust her. Yeah, like get her a letter. I don't care that she's ten. I just yeah. loved it. Like and with Ahsoka, obviously he knows that it's very children are very capable. And right. I just think that that must have been so formative for Leia to have such an yeah. like a powerful Jedi show such faith in you to you can handle it, you don't need my help. Right. Even after her doubting him for so long. Yeah, she probably felt like, you know, a little bit redeemed for maybe her for yeah, judging him Yeah, I think she's coming beginning. around. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad she fixed Lola because poor Lola didn't like that tracker on her. No, that was a really fast transition. They only had the droid be evil for one minute and then eep, boop, back to normal. I was just like. I was just, I was just afraid that they were going to have to like smash the thing to get yeah, rid of it. Was... And I'm glad they didn't go that route. I am too. That would have been terrible. It's fine that it was so easy. I can handle yeah. that. <laughs> One thing I noticed that kind of annoyed me was when they showed Darth Vader walking up to this cave, this entrance, he's walking really fast. Yeah. Like, I didn't think it was him until they panned up. I said, oh, that is Vader. What the fuck is he walking so fast for? He can't walk that fast. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have real legs. Those aren't um, real legs. And so I was like, they need to slow that shot down just a smidge. Yeah. Like, that's the one thing I've, I've found. I was just like, why is he walking so fast? I know my man. He doesn't walk that fast. <laughs> Shit. We're space twins still, because, like, my, one of my big complaints was uh, Reva walks way too slow. And Reva walks way too slow. Way too slow. Oh, my yeah. God. Well, when they pan upwards and all of the stormtroopers are entering the cave, I was like, yeah. Now's the time to run, folks, and no one's running. And so <laughs> so I get I get that. I get your annoyance with some of that. <laughs> that whole sequence like of of Riva and the stormtroopers and the cave door, that was the thing I think I had the most issue with. It was yeah. so It was edited so badly. And like part of it is the new technology. Somebody um I think it was a breath of my blood on Instagram sent me an article about the volume that new technology they're using to film basically all of the new Star Wars stuff. It's like a giant, it's a warehouse that has screens that they project all the stuff onto so that it looks like they're really in the environment. And then they only put oh, okay. prop pieces basically on the floor. So like all the backgrounds, the ceiling, the background, everything. But it's changed the way they edit. And so they're having to bring like editors to the, the stage to fix post-production before they even start filming and it shows it's super weak and there's a lot of like mistakes in the editing there was a, a few cuts that were cut incorrectly so that the like when you do editing and there's like a, a an action sequence you show like the beginning of the action and then you cut around that like when you make your cuts you cut into the same like line but she was forward a, a, ahead of the line a few times when they were like pushing her backwards and mm-hmm. it like not in a technique. It was like a mistake. Interesting. See, I don't know any of this, so I'm, I find this very interesting. And so it makes the scene feel uncomfortable. It's like awkward, not because it's intentional, like because it was done wrong. And there was all these jump cutting in, in those when the like stormtroopers are coming in and everyone's shooting and their lightsabers going and there's all these lens flares that are added after they're like after effects. 
And then there's all this cross-cutting, and it's just like a fucking mess. You can't see Mm. anything. And I know they're trying to add energy and give you the sense of the chaos of the battle. Mm. And I really Mm. think it looked like they were covering up bad acting. It was just a mess. And, like, the cinematography was a fucking mess. And every time they would slow down and cut to a person, they were, like, very obviously doing a stunt double, like, body flip. And it was just, I don't know. Well, I'm going to have to rewatch this now that I heard you say that and watch for this stuff. Because as a casual viewer, I don't pick up on these nuances. I don't want to just, like, cast shade. This is a new technology, and they are learning and figuring it out. And honestly, when editing was first invented in, like, 1912 or whatever the fuck it was, it was very slow and messed up then, too. But nobody had ever seen that before, so nobody thought it was. But now Mm -hmm. when you look back, you're like, wow, it's so boring because of the like the way editing was back in the day so this is yeah it's the same thing now it's new technology they're figuring it out eventually i'm sure someday it will feel very seamless and it will become Mm -hmm. a new art form but right now it's like they don't even have the luxury of making it artistic because they're too busy trying to like just make it work yeah yeah sure that's why i don't want to like talk too much shit about it but to me as a person with a film background definitely noticed it especially now and i noticed it right from the beginning in the mandalorian it was cut weird the cutting Mm -hmm. was weird what it does is it messes up the pace of the scene and so Mm -hmm. it takes me out of the experience and all i'm doing is like constantly being distracted by the weird editing so that now i can't really like enjoy the sequence oh it makes sense that's why i feel like really sad because it's like a fucking action sequence and then i went back to episode one and i looked at the lightsaber sequence right at the beginning it's filmed totally differently they keep the people right in front of them the whole time and they move with them but like they don't cut 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 yeah you get to see the stunt double do what they do best and it looks fucking great and so Mm -hmm. i don't know why they use this jason bourne technique or technique (laughs) in the new episode handheld cameras cross cutting over and over i just found it like really detracted from this story and that's my that's my bitching and complaining and i'll stop now i think it's an educated assessment of (laughs) something we watched i don't think it's bitching and complaining I found that fascinating. Thanks. I didn't talk at all during that because I was literally fascinated by what you were telling me. Do you know what I saw? A lot of flashes, a lot of running, a lot of chaos. And our droid died with ah, Tala. That was so awful. And, and I'm sad. I'm still sad. <laughs> like, I almost... I watched the episode right before we started recording and I almost started to cry. Like, I was like, I can't cry because if I start, I won't stop. I wanted her to make it. And Obi-Wan yelling, Tala, Tala. I mean, he's surrounded by death and sacrifice constantly. Yeah. And, oh, God, I I didn't catch this until this last time I watched it, and it made it even more fucking sad. What? She's shot in the abdomen, just like fucking Qui-Gon. Oh! And then Obi-Wan has to stand there and watch helplessly behind this barrier as he cannot get to the person he wants to help. Again. Like, fucking Again. It's not a ray shield this time. It's just the doors closing on him as he's like watching her helplessly. I was just like, God damn it. I mean, it's that good, hurts. but it it really made me so sad. I'm like, they couldn't have done it any other way. It was perfect, but like, yeah. oh, fuck. That hurts. <laughs> the whole thing hurt. The whole thing, you know, the constant sacrifice that the rebellion, even in these infancy stages that they give. I mean, the acting 
her the the pain in her face, oh, the despair. The look on her face. My yeah. God. I I have chills because I loved every second of that because it made me feel in that moment what she felt. And if you can do that through a screen, like Right? I, I, I just know. and that voiceless droid. What what is that thing? Because it's like they're so connected. I know, oh. and, and the thing is, is it came back to what she said. Actions speak louder than words. His actions, her actions, and that final sacrifice she made with her yeah. saying, may the force be with you. I, that was, yeah, it's hard. That one was you're hard. You're right. I'm going to like cry right now. It's so true. You're so right. The actions speak louder than words is like the thing that sums up her character. That was yeah. like her theme, basically. God, that look she gives it as it's like leaning over her to protect her, the way she yeah. touches its chest and that yeah. look on her face. I yeah. just like that actress was fucking good. I'm just sad to see her go because she brought so much in so few episodes. And yeah. if you think about it contrastingly, the Empire talks a lot. They're always slinging insults. They're always barbed wire words. And I'll show yeah. you and... And, you know, the the Grand Inquisitor came back and had to be sassy about it. And Darth yeah. Vader had to be sassy about it. And it's like, it was painful and beautiful all in one. And I hated to see Tala go. Yeah, I did too. And and another thing that fucking broke my heart was the message from Bale. Oh, God. Bale is like... Not even sure his daughter's alive anymore. I know. And his brain immediately goes to, I'm going to help Owen and help Luke. I'm going to go there because... Yeah. So that's at least how Leia, I guess, will get reunited with Bale, maybe, if they're all going to Tatooine. Bale is quickly becoming just, like, one of my favorite characters. He's, he's amazing. He's amazing through and through, from the start to finish. And I'm not talking just this show. No, because, like, I always liked him, but this show is... It's giving him a chance to have like his humanity really on display and like his mm-hmm. tenderheartedness, which we see him very much as a diplomat in all the other situations. But this has really given him a chance to be like the family man, mm-hmm. the friend of Padme Amidala, as opposed yes, to like always. the yep. co-worker, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so like the fact that he's ready to go and continue protecting Luke, even though he might have lost his own daughter, you know, it's like, it's such a beautiful and fucking devastating moment. Terrible. I do wonder, okay, so it's all coming back to Tatooine, right? So I have this crazy idea. Are Leia and Luke actually going to see each other and like, quote unquote, meet? Wouldn't that be weird? And then just disappear until they find each other in, on the Death Star? Like, they wouldn't be able to recognize one another. Not after all that time and, you know, how little kids don't look anything. Well, especially if if they don't know each other's names. Yeah. Then, yeah. Because imagine, like, if you'd been kidnapped and taken on this crazy space journey, then you end up on some desert planet and you end up hanging out with some other little boy. You'd probably remember that that boy existed. Yeah. Because it's not like the mundane everyday going to school, then coming home and doing your homework. It's like, I feel like that would stick out in her memory. I'm thinking more of like, Bale is taking Leia back to the ship. Obi-Wan and Owen are hanging with Luke and Leia and Luke just look at each other for a moment. That's the kind of moment I'm envisioning happening. No talking, no meeting. I'm just saying their eyes connect for the first time and like how impactful would that be (laughs) knowing that their their paths will cross again. It's going to kill me. That's just me me hypothesizing. (laughs) If that happens, I'll die. (laughs) (laughs) Fingers crossed maybe, but I'm 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go. I have no idea. Reva versus Obi-Wan. Vader versus Obi-Wan. Well, I mean, I don't know where yeah. this is going, and I like that. Yeah, I like having no idea. But it, I really felt sad for Reva because yeah. Obi-Wan kind of like left her yeah he like egged her out into that position and then left her and i kept thinking he was going to be the one staying behind me too and this is where my disappointment comes in when he said that vader all vader will see is me i thought it was because this was going to be the confrontation me too and i feel kind of bad i mean i get it obi-wan had to get those people off that planet that was on brand as we say (laughs) but he left reva just like everyone has. Yeah, it was ruthless. And just like Vader did in the end. And like, yeah. what do you do in that situation? Both it's it's very um, Asajj Ventress. You're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. You were used to be good and you you for self-preservation, you became bad. And then the bad didn't work out. So what do you do with yourself? Yeah. So I also have... Uh, like issues with this because I can't tell if it's like a writing mistake or what the fuck it was but like Obi-Wan okay he like gives up his weapon and says there's another way that there's other ways other than like fighting right and so he gives himself up sacrifices himself he goes out talks to Reva says let's do this together Mm -hmm. she says no basically refuses him the smart thing to do would to just keep him right there yes correct Because even so, if she's not going to team up with him, Obi-Wan is right. Vader will only see him. So he should be like right there. And then Reva would have surprise on her side. So she sends him back into the cave. You are aware he's like a Jedi master, right? Yeah. Like was she she trying to like let him escape? I, I, I do wonder. I do wonder. By doing that, she set herself up to fail with vader like why didn't she think like vader would see that coming a mile away he's literally standing there by himself nobody's distracting him she tries to come up and i just thought none of that made sense it wasn't logical Mm -hmm. so i don't and again maybe they'll like we'll understand it better after the next episode but yeah i i i'm not sure keep him keep him there on his knees like yeah well you know we see this all the time you get you the bad guys only get so far with capturing someone and then they always escape, right? Like Yeah, because they always have to say something right before they kill the yeah, they like, no, never just kill just, them. They never just seal the deal. They no. talk too much. But like That's I get so it. True. There was it was it was painful finally realizing that Reva's story is what we were thinking, that she was Yeah. And then when they showed the flashback of Anakin, oh my god, at Order sixty six, staring at her, it was like Reva's her requiem. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like, god, that was rough. That was really well done, though. Like it was. showing Anakin walk up as Vader walks up, and she's basically reliving her worst nightmare. Yeah. It was brutal. The poor yeah. innocent child inside, you know. It was a very similar shot to when Grogu's eyes, when he saw the same thing. So yeah, the uh, we're getting Order 66 from a bunch of different perspectives. And I think she was smart. Reva was smart to play dead. I don't think it was weak at all. I know she thinks she's weak for doing it. But as a child, what can you do? Nothing. He slaughtered everyone else around her she was smart to try and do what she could for self-preservation it's just unfortunate that it came to this end 
I assume she she was wounded before because yeah. there's the moment with the seventh brother is talking to her and she touches her abdomen mm-hmm. when he mentions Vader. Yeah. I always thought that was because she was wounded there as a child. I'm assuming, yeah. Yeah, and so now we have that confirmed because basically he just stabbed her in the yeah. abdomen the same way. Like seeing Anakin come into the temple and actually like kill the children because they didn't show it last time. They just show him turn the lightsaber on. Yeah. In Revenge yeah. of the Sith, it was it was really well done. It was dark. Let's let's talk about my biggest annoyance, and I know I know you've got to agree with me. Why have we not had Obi Wan address his fucking trauma yet? He was drugged oh through fire glass by his best friend after learning that he actually didn't die, and he, we he's been from crisis to crisis to crisis to crisis. When are we going to get? the inward moment that I think he deserves to have on screen. He needs yeah. to have it. We got one episode left. I just, I'm I'm losing any expectation that that's going to happen because that's just Star Wars, right? We don't get too deep into it. That was one thing I did like about The Last Jedi is that they took time to like go into Rey's psychological experience, which mm-hmm. no one ever really does. Mm-hmm. And they're so busy in this Obi-Wan story organizing their action sequences now that they're not doing the emotional, personal stuff. And I do feel like part of this is the writer has changed. You did say that the writer changed, yep. So the first three episodes were written by Hossein Amini, which I might be mispronouncing that. I'm sorry if I am. Yes, many apologies. <laughs> yeah, it's a, an Iranian name, so I apologize. I'm, I'm not sure quite of the pronunciation. He's a brilliant writer. He wrote the movie Drive, which is one of my favorite movies ever. He really understands the psychological side of stuff. And so you can see that. The first three episodes really reflect that. Mm-hmm. Then they got another writer for episode four, which it did feel like that. The tone kind of shifted. It was a little different, yep. And now there's two. There's a new writer for the last two episodes. I don't know why they don't just keep one writer for the whole fucking thing. Like, why can't one writer... Write all six episodes. I don't get it either. Maybe it's because he was the one who wrote the version that was going to be too dark and they wanted to like change it. But now we're not getting any (laughs) psychological stuff. Yeah. So like someone literally is and like, okay, no psychological, physiological, like burns are very serious. They hurt for a long time. (laughs) And they tighten as they heal. Yes. You So he would lose mobility. Like he wouldn't, like that's why Anakin can't lift his arms up anymore. Yes. Like it's a huge thing. Oh, okay. So, I will say, I will say they did that right with Vader. He never, I was yes. watching very closely. Mm-hmm. They kept his too. fighting style on par with, so they, they, they knew that they couldn't fuck with at least him. All these other ones, I think they're trying to have wiggle rooms. So for, for the most part, we've gotten Obi-Wan as, as Obi-Wan, but we want... And need the, the the emotional addressing that has to take place for this character to fully, fully go into the next level of wherever his story is going from here on out. Yeah. And yeah. I'm talking within this show. We know where his story goes, obviously. But like, right. Within this show, you know, in the detail that it's giving us. that That's my only problem. Like, like you said, he could have maybe admitted something or confided in Tala, which would have made her death even more terrible because he could have confided in her, like the pain he feels and the loss he's had. And then he loses her. Like it was just a missed opportunity. I think I I really thought he was going to actually like 
when he went and listened to the message from Bale and then she comes in yeah. and says, is everything all right? He does this weird, like, he crosses his arms over his chest and he kind of like gives this weird smile and it's like, they will be. <laughs> like nervous <laughs> laugh like, and it's like he had this look like he was gonna cry and i was yeah, like is he gonna yeah. actually speak and instead she started talking and told her story which i thought was great but like was weirdly timed i was just like why why are we telling this story now like it's a weird place for it to go yeah it is that should have been the moment that he spoke finally yeah and then, like, they get interrupted and it gets cut off, which yeah. gives them an excuse for Obi-Wan to, like, clam back up yeah, yeah, and be yeah, normal yeah. again. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It's not the way I would have written it. <laughs> no. No. It looks like he's going to cry in the very last shots of the of the show when he's like, something's wrong. Yeah. What do you think he meant by that? What was he sensing? Because it could have been a few things, and I'm not sure what... I, I'm not sure what I think he said. I don't know. I'm confused. I'm really not sure either because he he clearly has a bond with Vader, but it seemed like he could feel what Reva was doing. Yes. Yeah. Which makes no sense unless he's like some fucking all of a sudden amazing force wielder who can just feel everything. But But then the last shot was Luke. So is he feeling what's happening with Luke? That I was just going to say, maybe it's like some connection he has with Luke because he held him as a baby and they have some sort mm-hmm. of force bond now. I don't know. It was unclear to me. And again, it's the kind of thing that like will hinge on the last episode of whether yeah. or not that was good or bad. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, please protect Luke at all costs. Yeah. Please. <laughs> that was, I loved that. See, that... Again, they returned to that slow, very carefully made cinematography of of formation in the rocks. We don't even have to see it. We know exactly what we're going to see right away. And then the homestead. Yep. And that slow, moving in, careful shot. Yep. And then the boy in bed sleeping. I mean, he was so peaceful. Yes. And we know it's going to not be. It's the end of that piece in this moment. And I think, if I had to wager a guess, I think Obi-Wan feels... A disturbance. Right. Heading towards Luke. And that's why he's panicking. Because he's torn now. He's got to deal with Leia. Not that That's harsh. He has to return Leia safely and get back to Luke. And how's he going to do this? This orchestration of, it's going to be a showdown on Tatooine as it always fucking is. <laughs> and I don't know how it's going to happen. I just don't. And I'm scared. I don't either because the the poster... That we all got at Celebration and that like artwork that's going around of Vader yeah. with his lightsaber lit and Obi-Wan standing with his hood, you know, and his cloak. We haven't seen that yet. Oh, that that isn't from uh, the first, the glass I don't moment. think so. No? It was the okay. daylight, but, it, you know, maybe it was. I don't know, but he, he didn't look so terrified in the poster as he did in that scene. Well, it would be the ultimate distraction. If, if Bale's got to get Leia off that planet and, and they got to get Luke to a safe place, I'm thinking like Rogue One where uh, Jin had to go. Like maybe they have a safe yeah. place that they have to yeah. go to. Um, the only thing left is to take Vader away from all of that. He can't know. Because we know that Obi-Wan eventually lives in a house, so something's got to happen to his yeah, cave. Yeah, something happens. Well, it's... <laughs> Well, it's like we said. Quinlan shows up with a case of beer. It's a how's it hanging, Kenobi? And Kenobi's like, I gotta move. I have to move. I can't live here anymore. He knows where I live now. So. He knows where I live. 
<laughs> That's so funny. God, That's wouldn't it be great cannon. to see Quinlan? Mm. Wouldn't it be nice if he showed up? How about Cassian? How about Qui-Gon? How about any of the people we were hoping to see? <laughs> if, okay, seriously, why was Cassian not a part of this small group? Also, I've heard plenty of people say, Cal Kestis should have been in that group. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I don't know. Kanan? Yeah. Kanan could have been in that group. Where's Hera and Kanan? Any? Bueller? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I get it. I don't get it. I get it. I don't get it. I'm just torn all the fucking time. We're just going to have to see. Yes, and I've always said that. They're the professionals. I trust them. We're going to, like, put our expectations aside. That's the thing. I went into this episode with no expectation. Like, literally zero. I I didn't know know where it was going. I had no fucking clue. And I let go of all what I wanted to see. And just, like, I was just like, okay, just... Tell me the story. Tell me what you want to tell me. And I was like even more disappointed. I'm Maybe so I should sorry. have held on to my expectations, but it's a I never ever thought that I would get to see what I saw and as a fan of Anakin turning into Darth Vader and his very emotional and multi-layered character development. I really liked what I saw. It was fun for me. I had a lot of fun seeing it. Well, I'm glad you got this moment. It's a it's very moving to finally see some character you love get what they deserve in a good Plus way. Plus he had, it was, <laughs> I'm sorry, but he had two <laughs> lightsabers in his hand at one time. And that moment was so cool. <laughs> I just about had to change my panties. <laughs> sorry, mother. You want me to leave that in? <laughs> you can leave it in. Um, it's the truth. <laughs> I'm just saying, when Anakin had these two lightsabers when he was fighting Barriss in the Clone Wars. Oh, yeah. Okay, I was getting, I was having that moment. That's all. Well, and that was what Obi-Wan did to him. He pulled yeah, the lightsaber yeah, yeah. right out of his hand. Oh, but Vader was, Vader was cocky enough to give her one. Like, here, yeah, like, go ahead. Broke it in half and I tri- know. threw it back to her. Was like, How cool was it that it was spinning? And he just slowly made it stop spinning. That is so, so great. Fucking... Listen, he's a boss. I don't care. <laughs> His so power cute. is truly something else. I mean, holy shit. It was fun. It was just fun for me to see. It was the character that I want and need. It was a good time. A good time was had by all. By all. By everyone at times except for you. <laughs> <laughs> I had a moment here. Okay, my all right. The thing that I loved, Obi Wan hugged Leia. Yes. Why are we not talking? Yes. Let's end. Let's end with this on a tender moment. Yeah. Obi Wan finally got a fucking hug. Seriously, he hugged another living creature. Like, God bless it. She ran into his arms. I know. And he just like scooped it right up. And he said, "You did so well." I know. This is not a small thing. Like, this is no. a man who never hugs anybody. Uh-uh. No, we were just talking in the last episode about how he very actively tries to not touch anybody. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I loved it. I thought that was... I guess Dex is, like, the only other person That's it. we've ever That's seen That's absolutely it. Dex. <laughs> Dex. Six-arm hug or whatever. Nothing against many Dex. He's got. <laughs> At least Leia, you know, isn't covered in cooking grease. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I just love that. That was like one of my favorite things. And to see the way they've like slowly more and more in each episode become 
more dependent on each other in an emotional way. Not like in a bad way, not like codependent, mm-hmm. but like they're... No, it's a partnership and we're in this together kind of thing. Yes. And they're getting closer and closer emotionally and it's like letting their guard down in a good way that's not making them vulnerable. It's actually like making them stronger. And that is the most beautiful thing I think about this show. It's one of my favorite things from each episode is the moments between Obi-Wan and Leia specifically. I could not agree more. It's really nice. Turning it over to you, our listeners, what did you all think of the flashbacks that we got? Was it great to see Hayden and Ewan again? Because I think it was. Yeah, I think it was too. But maybe maybe there are people who didn't like that part. But I think it's it was a pretty fun thing to see. It except was. It was hair. really fun. Let us except know your thoughts. Hair. Yeah, it, well, <laughs> except for the except for the hair, yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe it was nice to see an old friend again, like the hair. <laughs> an old mullet. <laughs> An old mullet returns. (laughs) Leave us your thoughts. We'd love to know. Join us back here next week for the final installment, episode six. We're going to dive into that. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. (laughs) I'm sad. I don't want it to be over. I don't even want to like, I don't want to face what we're going to have to face, but we will. (laughs) We've made it this far. We can do it. Yeah. Let's get over this finish line, even though I really don't want it to be over. It's just been so, so nice. But join us back here next week. We'll talk about episode six. Last week on the show, we discussed Kenobi episode four, and we asked our listeners what they thought the tomb in the bottom of the Inquisitor's fortress was for. Are those Jedi alive? Are they dead? What do the Inquisitors want with them? Melody Organa on Instagram sent us this message. Honestly, I don't think they're dead. The orange substance they're preserved in reminds me of mosquitoes trapped in amber, and I didn't see any damage to the Jedi bodies. I'd think there would be blaster wounds or lightsaber wounds if they were really dead. This makes it even worse. This is much worse than thinking that they're dead, my goodness. And this opens up a whole new area of questions. If they're not dead, what are they being used for? And if they're alive, are they aware? And who's using them? Is it Vader? Is it the Inquisitors? Is it the Emperor? These are questions we may never have answers to, and I don't know how I feel about that. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. If you would like to support us, you can now do so on Patreon. And as always, follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. If you enjoy our podcast, feel free to rate us on Spotify and Apple. And if you need just one place to find all of these, head over to mostthingskenobi.com. So until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you. Always. Always.